from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. Hello and a very warm welcome to our international English service. In our program today, we bring inspiring music and interesting nature study. With more music coming in, we shall end our program with a message from God's Word. This is your host Sharad and I am Maureen and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope. Let's begin our program with a song.
to know more on God's word, you could also write to us. Here's our mailing address. Adventist World Radio, Post Box number 17, Pune 411001, Maharashtra, India. You could also email us on adventistmediacenter.com. at gmail.com you may also follow our programs on our website awr.org/englishprogram before you hear god's word here's another song The joy and laughter that the season brings. Oh, what a sound to hear! Carols ringing out, and the celebration in the air. But is this all we have to live? Time to hear God's word. Good day to you. Today I will be discussing again the series one-sided love and today we'll be focusing on the prophets as to what they did and how they contributed to show God that even they loved him. We're going to for 2-3 days we're going to concentrate on the prophet Elisha. And today's text is found in 2 Kings 2:9. It reads, "When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, 'Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit,' Elisha replied. So Elijah went from there and he found Elisha. This is the story 
which took place earlier on. Elisha, the son of Shapat, he was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the twelfth pair. Elijah went up to him, and he threw his cloak on him. Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come with you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elisha left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. Now fifty men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, watching these two. They were standing and facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them, Elijah and Elisha, crossed over River Jordan on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? That's when Elisha replied, Let me inherit double portion of your spirit. To this Elijah said, You have asked a difficult thing. Yet, if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. The company of the prophets from Jericho who were watching them said, The spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha. And they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. This they did after Elijah was taken up in the chariot of fire. And Elisha began to his journey as a prophet. The people of the city, this is one of the stories, the incident which took place. This people from the city said to Elisha, Look, our Lord, this town is well situated as you can see, but the water is bad and the land is unproductive. Bring me a new bowl, Elisha said, and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went out to the spring and he threw the salt into it, saying, This is what the Lord says. I have healed this water. Never again will it cause death or make the land unproductive. And the water has remained pure to this day according to the word Elisha had spoken. From there, Elisha went on up to Bethel. And as he was walking along the road, some boys came out of the town and they made fun of him. Get out of here, Baldy, because Elisha, he didn't have much hair on his head. So they called him Baldy. They said, get out of here, Baldy. This is the time he turned around, looked at them, 
and he called down a curse on them in the name of the Lord. And we read in the scriptures that two she-bears came out of the woods and mauled the 42 of the boys who were teasing and making fun of Elisha. And then we find Elisha going up to Mount Carmel and from there he returned to Samaria. All these stories you can read in 1 Kings 19. You can read between 19 and 21 and 2 Kings 2, 7 through 25. You know, if you take the synopsis of the stories in chapter 17 and 18 of Prophets and Kings, it's based on the four stories from the life of Elisha. And I'd like to touch these stories because each of these stories offers worthwhile lessons to explore with each one of us. We have to consider and focus on the following themes that emerge from these stories. Because what our title of this lesson is, we are focusing on the prophets. The first part is God uses Elijah to call Elisha. This we find in 1 Kings 19, 19 through 21. Just as it was in the ancient days, so it is today. God needs modern day Elijahs who will disciple and mentor young people in the ways of the Lord. Moreover, God needs Elishas who are open to God's leading and will forsake everything to follow his calling. Perhaps God is calling a lot of us to the ministry of Elijah. And this lesson will be the impetus you need to initiate a conversation with an Elisha in a group. Or you have to respond like Elisha, either to mentor them or to become a disciple in the spiritual life. The second story, Elisha requests and receives a double measure of the spirit which Elijah had. This you can read in 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 7 through 10 and verse 15. Elisha's request for a double measure of the spirit demonstrates a great deal of spiritual maturity on his part. Similar to the request that Solomon made for wisdom, God was eager to reward this longing to have an extra portion of the Spirit. You might focus on this story. You know, you probably you'll have to engage yourselves to find out what is the role and the work of the Holy Spirit. Try to see it. The Lord is willing to help each one of us. He's willing to reward us with rich blessings. Elisha asked for double measure of the Spirit. Are you willing to accept that Spirit into your life so you too can do marvelous things through God like what Elisha did? The third part, the water is healed. 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 19-22. through 22. Ellen White also shares this commentary. She says, The healing of the waters of Jericho was accomplished not by any wisdom of a man, 
but by the miraculous interposition of God. Those who had rebuilt the city were undeserving of the favor of heaven. This we read in Prophets and Kings, page 231. Building on this observation, you must think about God's healing grace. Imagine, if he can heal the waters, how much more he can do. If we are deserving, we are all undeserving. And yet, it is freely given by a father who recklessly, passionately loves each one of us. And then we move on to the fourth part of the story of Elisha. We have already touched that. Elisha was cheered. He was made fun of. You read the second Kings chapter 2 verses 23 through 25. This is an interesting story that raises some sobering questions about respecting spiritual leaders. To whom do our kids today look up for guidance? Whom do they admire or respect in the society, either past or present? And why? You know, we have to make a list of people whom we consider to be role models. You know, what do the, if you have made a list, what do these people in your list have in common? These are some of the questions we have to answer. How can we know who is the best role model and who is that one whom we can follow? What do good role models do that makes them worthy or admiration or respect? You know, when we were small, our parents used to tell us, become like that person, become like that person. Don't be what you're doing. And we used to look up at those people who were at us. But later on, as we grew up, we began to find out that even those people were faulty. So instead of looking at a person, probably we must look at the way of life and the discipline in life which they follow. Here's a small illustration. Emmanuel Ninger, his reputation as a counterfeiter is legendary. He was also known as Jim the Penman. He drew by hand $50 and $100 bills. Relying on his naked eye, he worked for weeks at a time on each note, using pen, pencil and brush with colored inks. Thus, he gained a reputation as an extraordinary artist. In fact, his counterfeit notes circulated among the wealthy as works of art. Prior to his capture, Ninger had been cranking out cash for two decades. Then, on March 28, 1896, the New York Times reported that the Secret Service found $224.25 of good and bad money in Ninger's home. Because of his clumsy, farm-like hands, Secret Service agents did not believe Ninger to be the culprit they were hunting. He simply didn't match the physical profile that forgers were supposed to fit. 
even after Ninga confessed, they didn't believe him. Now, Ninga's story had reached mythical proportions. During the raid, three oil paintings were discovered. Experts estimated that it took Ninger as long to create one counterfeit bill as it did to paint one painting. After his arrest, Ninger's painting sold for more than $5,000 each. In other words, he could have earned a lot more from his artwork than he did from his forgery. Ninger's reign as king counterfeiter came to an end when he entered the Cortland Street Saloon and he bought himself a glass of Rhine wine with a $50 bill. While picking up the bill from the wet counter, the bartender noticed that some of the ink on his finger and the bartender, he called the police and Ninger was caught while boarding the Cortland Street Ferry. Ninger was convicted and served his time before disappearing into anonymity. Blatant disrespect for Elisha's message and God's authority, these children who were teasing him may also have been showing their disbelief in the chariot of fire that had taken Elijah. Notice that when Elisha cursed the young people, he didn't call out the bears himself. This was an act of judgment by God for their calloused hearts. In closing, let's remember that God longs to pour out an extra measure of His Holy Spirit upon each one of us. Just as God called Elijah and Elisha, so He is calling each one of us. You know, we have to be challenged to use the spiritual gifts to honor God and craft a life of purpose and significance. God can be trusted to equip every one of us to do His pleasure. May the God of peace help us each as we take upon us the Holy Spirit so that we too may be able to do things for God in the way Elisha did. Let's bow heads for prayer. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father. We call upon your peace. We call upon you, dear God, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep. May he equip each one of us with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. The Holy Scriptures says, Your world is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Psalms 119 verse 105 Indeed, my dear listener, what a treasure we have in God's Word. The Holy Bible is relevant to today's issues and gives solid guidance for daily living.
With this, we have almost come to the end of our program. To learn more on God's Word, we would love to receive your letters on Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number Seventeen, Pune, Four One One Zero Zero One, Maharashtra, India. You could also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail dot com. We invite you to follow our programs also on our website. That's awr dot org slash English program. This is your host Sharad, and I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until we meet again via radio, we wish you goodbye and God bless you.